You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Well, Ulysses, it wasn't pretty at times, but it certainly was exciting at the very end as the Rays get a walk-off win, 9-8 to eight, over the Cleveland Indians after having a 4-0 and 5-1 lead. But still, a win is a win is a win here. I've heard that games like that are usually called teeth grinders, right? When you think you're going to win and then the the win is taken away from you, it had an icky icky feeling, Uh, you know, once they, you kind of saw Rich Hill being taken out and Raz obviously didn't, didn't have it. The the bullpen didn't have it uh, yesterday, but again, exciting. Like you said, they came out, they never stopped wanting that W and and they got it in the end, Uh, that ninth inning, with some good, yes. good team baseball. And, and it all starts with hustle, man. I mean, we, we, we say it until we're blue in the face in this podcast, but if you hustle, good things can happen. If you make contact, good things can happen. Good things are not going to happen yes. if you're just waiting for that home run to come. That's the thing. And look, I think there's a lot of stars from this game. Yandy Diaz, for sure. Brandon Lau, what he did. Uh, it was funny because you wonder, okay, it's a lefty starting. Why isn't Taylor Walls in the lineup or even Joey Wendell? But Kevin Cash putting Brandon Lau in the number eight spot in the order against, let's be honest, a lefty who isn't very good in his struggle all season long. This is an opportunity. I talk about picking your spots against certain lefties. That is the time to do it. And, and Brandon Lau certainly delivered earlier on yeah. in the game. But you come back to the ninth inning and – Manny Margo, what he did really the entire game too, with uh, you, you talk about inching and clawing the Rays back into a game going four for four. He extended the lead five to one. And then when the Rays were down, he got them back eight, six. And then in the ninth inning, uh, he gets things started with an infield single. Now you hope that it doesn't result in an injury or right. a, a lengthy stint on the IL because he did pull his hamstring. And as Kevin Cash said, post game, he's not one to come out of the game, but if he doesn't leg out that signal uh, single, that could have been a completely different ball game because then the momentum is all on the side of class a, and then you have the race pressing with two outs to work with basically hundred percent. And it's a guy that's throwing 99 and 100 with movement. So yeah. yeah, to, to get a first out, would mean a lot. It would definitely mean a lot in, in the psyche of not only the, the, the race players, but obviously class A too. So no, I think what Margot did uh, was, was obviously commendable. Brett Phillips co- comes in as a pinch runner and then a Rosarena and Wander just keeping that swing yes. close, compact, just bats a ball. So good to see that. And, uh, so many opportunities before Wander was called up, you always wondered, oh, what would Wander do in this situation? Well, we finally saw what Wander could do in a, in, in a tight spot where you need the hit, where you need the contact, where you don't need a strikeout. 
And he came through. He came through yeah. uh, opposite field, too. I, I like the inside out swing from both sides of the plate from Wander, from, from uh, as a lefty and as a righty. I really like the fact that he goes opposite uh, field, that inside out swing. I, I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And he got a clutch home run over the weekend against the Blue Jays as well. But that was the thing of you have a guy throwing 100 miles an hour, 99 miles an hour with cut action on it. You can't try to pound that out for a home run. You don't swing as hard as you can out of your shoes like we've seen Randy do at times. Just level swing, bat to ball, and then let the 9,900 do its work, get a base hit, and then really, I mean, once the bases were loaded, I mean, really, we we saw that it was going to become unraveled once you walk off the meadows. And then guess what? You bring up the on-base machine in Yandy Diaz, who's going to do something with the ball positively. So uh, that was good to see from that perspective with that. Uh, It is funny. We got a comment on Twitter here from Quinlan Deegan. He says, even if they, the Rays, of course, come back tonight, this is what my friends at Locked on Rays call a Kevin crash game. Uh, I'm not sure what he (laughs) means by that, though. Do you, did you have a particular Kevin crash moment? Was it taking out Rich Hill after hitting two batters? Okay. Maybe that's what he means. Maybe that's what he means, the, the taking off Rich Hill. But I, regardless of what he means, uh, sorry, Quinlan, I don't, I, I don't know exactly. I'm thinking it's the Rich Hill uh, taking out. But, uh, I mean, we've what? seen that story before where Rich Hill loads the bases or gets a couple on, and then before you know it, it's a, it's a bloop, bloop, and a blast situation. And then he's sure, really but, cursing out the yeah, cameras but, and so forth. And, and he and he did when he came out. He was definitely cursing. Uh, I don't know if if cash, but I think the moment he was really not happy. And yeah. again, you can understand that as a forty one year old, he's like, "Look, let me get out of my mess. It's my own mess. It's it's a personal thing for pitchers too. They don't want somebody else cleaning up their mess. They want to clean their their mess. And unfortunately, you know, this is going to happen. Raz has been, I think, fantastic um, in his limited time with the Rays, but you know, the last right. couple of times he's gotten hurt. Um, in DC and, and and now at the trop. So let's hope that it's not a, a big deal, but he did get hurt. And so maybe that's the Kevin crash, but I want to go back to something that you mentioned with Brennan Lau getting the start. Uh-huh. It's true. I, I still do not like uh, him starting against lefties, even if it's a struggling lefty, like it was yesterday. I really don't like that. So However, no lefties at all ever. That's, that's been my okay. stance. That's been my stance. And uh, I think the numbers bear out that, um, he's just not effective against lefties. However, if you still are going to Kevin cash this and just blind trust, blind loyalty to Brendan Lau, I do at least appreciate the fact that he's putting him lower in the lineup. No need to do the whole Madden Longoria, Matt Joyce. I'm going to put you first in the, at the top of the lineup. Like you've done that with Brendan Lau and he hasn't gotten hot. So at least lower him in the lineup. But I did start looking up his numbers in the last seven games. Again, small sample size people, but the last seven games, the slash line for Brendan Lau has improved. He's hitting 278 with a 49 on base and an 833 slugging with three home runs. That's his in the last seven games. Yeah. In his last 30 games, his batting average is 223, 310 on base, and a 505 slugging. Now, that's. For reference, you know, his first month was 182 instead of a 223 uh, a batting average, a 301 on base instead of a 310, and a 364 slugging instead of a 505, which has been in the last 30 games. I, I don't know if it's 
time to buy Brandon Lau's stock right now. But things I think are trending upwards. And I think that's something to celebrate and be happy about if you're a race fan. Well, and I think it's a balancing act too, because at some point, if you don't play him against any lefties whatsoever, there might be a situation where you need to use him. And if he hasn't faced that competition, it was like the Mike Brasso thing. If you're just going to sit him against righties and he's not getting enough at bats. Now I know it's different lefty righty, you know, there's more righties in the game than lefties, but still, I, I think the point holds there with Brandon Lau. So look, I don't, even if Logan Allen is on the mound, I don't necessarily want to see Brandon Lau leading uh, batting leadoff, but I don't mind number eight in the order. I mean, you, you still got Kiermaier in the lineup too. So do you, do you take him out? I, I know the the defense, the center field, everything like that, but it's not like Kevin Kiermaier is lighting the world on fire at the, the bottom of the order either. With no, him, so. no. But again, you have to give him the confidence from down in the order. I I, th- I think that's how yeah. you gain it, N- not put so much pressure. We talked about endlessly what that did to Willie Adamas in 2019. It got him his best offensive production year uh, until maybe 2021 when he, when he became right. road Willie all the time with the Brewers. Um, but I think giving them that confidence down in the order, I think that would help a ton with Brendan Lau. If you still insist on hitting him against lefties, which again, I don't think that should be the case. But if he does, then down in the order should do just fine. Man, you talk about Willie Adamas tearing the world up yeah. on fire with That's the hurting. Brewers. One other little positive from the game. Hey, Pete Fairbanks, a clean inning. We haven't seen that for a while, seemingly. Nope. And now I think the Rays were behind at that point. Yes, they had to be. But still, it wasn't like uh, 35 pitches and walk the leadoff hitter and then the, the runner steals second. And it, no, it was actually a clean inning for once, which is nice to see with that. Uh, okay. Save time and money when using rock auto, why choose to spend 30, 50, even a hundred percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. It doesn't make any sense at all. Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet as well. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And remember, write locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, Ulysses, uh, we didn't have a show on Monday, which was a disappointment to some people there. So we will go with our (laughs) Tuesday takeaways here, our takeaways from the long weekend, our observations, what we learned, everything and anything in the world of Tampa Bay Rays and baseball. What did you come away with from the 4th of July weekend? Yeah, well, first of all, happy 4th, bud. Yeah. Happy 4th, Locked on Race listeners. Did did you have a good time on your 4th? I had a great time. I went to Cape Coral, got some golfing in, watched a little baseball, relaxed a little bit. It was it was nice to kick back, got a little bit of sun. I don't think I got burnt, but it was nice. Outside of Very the nice. uh, nail in my car, it almost gave me a flat. Uh, outside Oof. of that, it was a, a solid weekend for sure. I We needed the time off. You know, hey, we, we're doing five days a week. We're doing Spotify green rooms. It takes me uh, 45 minutes to post the episodes every day. So 
I think we deserve a day off every once in a blue moon. Just saying. Oh, uh, oh I think so. I think so. I hope you you had a, a good time off, man. No, uh, look, my takeaway is that if you were to play the next six minutes of this podcast uh, to us six months ago, uh, uh-huh. we would have been laughing at our idiocy and our um, naivete. Uh, but Mike Zunino is an all-star for the race in 2021 mm-hmm. that we would have never, nobody ever had that in their bingo card, like their, their preseason predictions. Yes. Uh, whoever says that they did, that they said, Hey, actually I thought Mike Zunino was going to be an all-star. Well, I guess you just won yourself a jackpot, the jackpot. Because if that was a prop bet on bet online, you would, you would probably not have to work anymore, quite frankly. Yes. Yes. Uh, n- n- no working for you. Now you can just uh, be- become a writer uh, or something. Look, it's, it's great what he's done. I mean, he's hanging around the Mendoza line with the batting average, but everything else is, is, has been fantastic for him this season. He's slugging right now at 534. His OPS is at an 820. If you look what he's done from last year to this year, his walk rate increased by two points. He's almost at 10% uh, walk rate. His K rate decreased by five points. His WRC plus has ballooned from a lowly 65 to a 123. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is Mike Zunino at his best uh, offensively. The barrel percentage is elite, elite, elite. What elite? There you go. Elite. elite. There we go. Yeah. In the 100th percentile, like in the like, yeah. I mean, that doesn't get any better than that. Uh, I looked, I looked at his work behind the plate, and he's ranked 96 in the 96 percentile in framing, according to Fangraphs. His WAR this year, get this, his WAR in 2021 equals the WAR from 2018 to 2020. Those three seasons, folks, those three together equal the war from 2021 it's it's unreal yes. it's fantastic that it's happening congratulations to him your cape coral buddy yeah uh, i just wish he wasn't the only one colin McHugh, tyler glass now somebody else needed uh to be there joey wendell somebody else needed to be there yeah well, I guess you really can't send Tyler Glass now there. I mean, you can make him a representative and then replace him, so to speak. Yes. But I would say I would have rather had of those names you mentioned, McHugh or Wendell or Meadows before, quite frankly. Yeah, what Tyler Glass now did was great. But when you miss a month of the season and you're going to be out even longer, like I, I find it difficult to to kind of do the ceremony. Mike Trout starting the – Mike Trout I know, that's stupid. That, like, so I, I, we've said that was stupid, though. We yeah. – we, and. And we, we've had that argument. By the way, uh, Mike Zanino, I don't know if you mentioned this, but what he's doing against lefties, oh, my goodness. He might have the best OPS against left-handed pitchers. He's got an 1,180 OPS. And I think a lot of it goes back to, yes, I don't think anybody in their right mind could have predicted what Mike Zanino would be able to do this season. I think a couple factors like we had mentioned earlier on in the season was he's finally healthy. The oblique is settled down. Seemingly he has more of a balanced playing time with Francisco Mejia to take some of the pressure off. Uh, and then Matola, I guess, working with him over the past couple of seasons of opening his stance, making him, you know, kind of more bendy down low, more balanced. And, and that has certainly helped things as well. So a lot of factors with that. We always knew he had the, the, 
the pure strength and the pure power. Yeah. You don't want to meet him in a back alley. That's for sure. But, uh, and, and you look at it and I, I joked, I mean, sort of joked, but not really. I mean, saying that every at bat of his is much must watch, but you look at the home run rate per at bats. I mean, Bally sports had a great graphic last yes. night as far as home run leaders by position. Uh, Salvador Perez has 20 home runs and 325 at bats. Mike Zanino has 18 home runs in 175 at bats or did during the course of the game there. And Perez, by the way, I think like seven of his home runs have been as a designated hitter, not even as a catcher. So I think that even gives more weight and more credence to what Mike Zanino has been able to do this season. I mean, he's basically averaging a a home run every 10 at bats. And when he's not striking out, he does hit the ball really hard. Sometimes a defender makes a good play on the ball, a la Jose Ramirez or somebody like that. But but just look at that. 150 at bats is the difference, and 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 and, and, and only two home runs. Uh, Perez has got him. Yeah. 20 to 18 in 150 at bats. I mean, that's Yandy Diaz level of power there. 150 at bats and two home runs. Uh, that Matt Duffy territory. That's fantastic. Really, what what Mike Zunino has done this season. Um, I, I think this is the kind of production that you expected from him when the race signed him in 2019. Unfortunately, it took a couple more years than, than they wanted, but with that option that he's got for next year too, yeah. um, I think the, the tandem Mejia Zunino is, is here to stay for 2022 because it's, it's working rather nicely and, yeah. and, and you really can't complain about Mejia's work behind the plane too much. I think being next to Zunino has helped him defensively and, if you just put him there for an extra year, Mejia could improve even more. And then by the third year, I mean, he could be the starting catch. Right. Uh, by the way, Mike Zanino, I think, is it fair to say he's already outplayed his contract that he's been given this year? $2 million. I mean, he's definitely, I think, more than earned that well, uh, from what he's done this season. I mean, 18 uh, I mean, home runs. I mean, you could you could bet. 100 and still you you played 18 home runs that's and what he's done behind the plate too defensively the fact is is that the last two years he's he's been almost replaceable and replacement level so right. taking that into account now sure but uh yeah this year if you look at only this year i think yeah he has outplayed that 2.5 million dollar contract for sure couple questions uh does he get to 30 this year <sighs> He's got 18 and 58 games. Again, he does not play every day. 18 and 58 games. I don't think so. I don't think so. Does he get to 25? That's believable. Okay. Does he make another all-star appearance in his career before it's all said and done? Not saying with the Rays, but say he has another half dozen years in him. Who knows? Maybe more. He might be like a, a bench catcher player coach type in the future this is his one and only yeah okay yeah hope he gets a nice decent bonus this is where if you're an agent you need to build in these incentives by the Mm -hmm. the miracle that look mike you're probably not going to be an all-star but if you are we want to make sure you get seven hundred fifty thousand dollars extra for that even if you're a replacement all-star and not named you know your reserve and not a starter and everything with that so again very big very big congratulations to him uh by the way you listen we mentioned this uh mike zanino bingo card that there's got to be some kind of mike zanino prop bet right 
I, well, I, and what, there'd be a, there'd be, I, I can only think of one place there would be a Mike Zanino prop bet, quite frankly. And that place would be bet online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online. Get all your latest news, odds, and information for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. I hear the lightning are going to game five, Mm -hmm. so maybe put a little wager on that. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Uh, Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n again promo code locked on bet online your online sports book experts very good uh, a couple of my takeaways from the weekend and this was more of a takeaway from yesterday that i first want to mention uh ulysses if i told you that Wander Franco would have the career path of the Cleveland Indians, Jose Ramirez in his time with the Rays. Would you be satisfied Would that? Would that make up for the billing as the number one prospect in the game two years running? Wow. That is Jose a good Ramirez. question. That is a good question. Uh, I think Jose Ramirez is a very, <laughs> Very good player. I think he's uh, underrated, by the way. I think he doesn't get as much respect no. at the third base spot. He gets overshadowed by Devers and Chapman and Donaldson yeah. and Bregman, Rendon, Urshela, but he is right up there, if not better than most, <sighs> if not all of those guys. If you if you look at those guys that you mentioned, it, the, the market bias is, is huge. And I know that we, we talk about it with in Tampa Bay and with reason to do so, as we literally just noted that we only have one uh, Rays all-star guy in Mike Zanino, mm-hmm. the, the Indians also get the small market bias thing, uh, at least maybe not as much as Tampa, but they do. And, and Jose Ramirez is one of those guys. I mean, he is as good as they come. Uh, I'm looking at his numbers. He is, he already has racked up. So we can't use him anymore for name that war, but yeah. he's already racked up 31 war in his career. And he's 28. He's 28. Yeah. That's almost, I mean, that, it's not quite Mike Trout levels, but it's like, no, he but is, I don't think people realize how valuable Jose Ramirez is. It's crazy. Look, you, you, and the thing is, he doesn't look like he can do it all, yeah. but he can. He's pretty snazzy with the glove. He's, uh, he, yeah. he, he's, he's kind of, he's, he's pretty, got that pudgy. He's like, he's only five, nine. He's one ninety. Like Wander Franco looks like this guy's a like, dude, he's a ball a stallion, player. but yeah, Jose he, Ramirez, he's got a little. Got a little punch to him. Not saying that's a and bad he can thing. Run. It just he doesn't. He it's like wow. He hits homers. He runs. He plays defense. He gets extra yes. base hits. He doesn't strike out. He does it all. Like he's amazing. Quite frankly, it, it, he really is. He really is. And I love that you you talked about that strikeout rate. The strikeout rate this year is less than thirteen percent. It's at twelve point four percent. With the walk rate being at ten percent, almost yeah. even the walk rate to the strikeout rate. So no, I I think that would be fantastic. I, if you if you're looking at a guy that could give you five, six, eight war seasons. Yeah, I, I yeah. would be very happy with that. And guess what? They went to the World Series and and he was right in the in the, in the thick of it. So 
Um, yeah, wouldn't yeah. mind Wander Franco, uh, you know, following this the the footsteps of a friend of his, really, Jose yes. Ramirez. They're both from, I think, the same town in the Dominican Republic. Look, Jose Ramirez is a member, has been a past member of the 30-30 club. He's led the league before in doubles. He's led the league in extra base hits twice. He's led the league in runs scored. He has a career strikeout rate of less than 12% or right around 12%. His career slash is 280, 354, 498 with an 852 career on base percentage. By the way, if you're an Indians fan, you should be happy for the fact that he signed a five-year $26 million contract with team options for 22 and 23. Something tells me Wander ain't signing that deal. Nah. You triple you that see, maybe, but yo, uh, I don't think he's <laughs> taking that much of a team. That, that's Brandon Loud territory as far as team friendliness. Did you see that uh, the, that dope-ass necklace that Franco has? It's like a big, just silver five. It, it looks like it weighs more than this microphone, yeah. but he's he's just carrying it while he's hitting bombs. It's pretty cool. I Honestly, I was more taken aback or mesmerized by Fran Mel Reyes's chain. Maybe that's what it... That was really <laughs> yeah. sparkling and glistening, not to mention he yeah. had... Uh, he had not only a neck tattoo, but a tattoo like on his Adam's apple or right below Wolf. his Adam's apple. I was like, that's got to hurt. That cannot that's gotta hurt. feel yeah. good. By the way, Fran Mill had a game yesterday for sure. But yeah. I just want to throw that out there because you think Jose Ramirez, You, if you don't look at his numbers and look at his career, you say, you know, oh, good, solid player. But I don't think right. people realize how good he has been. Mm-hmm. And also keep this into context and and take, that, take this for what it is. But Jose Ramirez really struggled his first 185, 190 games. It took him a little bit to get going. He was called up as a 20-year-old, and he really didn't hit his stride or hit his footing until he was 23. So, again, it comes back to the patience with Wander Franco and everything that goes with that, too. Uh, The other thing you listed, we mentioned him uh, once or twice already, but uh, remember how, I think it was last week, last week's takeaways where I mentioned how Manny Margot may be the most underrated player on the Rays roster from a Rays fan perspective because everybody that's a Rays fan knows about and talks about Joey Wendell. Uh, right. I think I might, I, I have to add a little addendum here, a little 1A, 1B action. Colin McHugh, what he's done yes. this season because, 100%. man, 100%. you look, at, and, and I think maybe some of it is because he he pitches a lot in the middle innings, and quite frankly, I, I kind of check out a little bit the middle innings. I think a lot of people, you watch the first couple innings, then you kind of check out, you're checking your phone, and then, all right, if it's a close game at the end, then you're really paying attention. So those right. bridge innings that, but what he's been able to do, 187 ERA, 0.98 whip, 50 strikeouts in 33 innings, basically, just amazing. And what he did over the weekend against the Blue Jays, six strikeouts in three innings, righty, lefty, doesn't matter. He's going to get you out one way or the other. And I think he's pitched like 17 shutout innings, 17 straight shutout innings, I think. And the numbers you, you pulled out in the beginning is including that horrid start by him that before his IL and they're still impressive. So if, if you take what he has done after coming back from what we call that phantom IL stint in in, in early April. If you see what he's done, it has been lights out. It has been kind of Nick Anderson-esque. It has been all-star, hey, look at me. I I, I deserve to represent the Tampa Bay Race Club. 
But uh, obviously, he, he wasn't called, at least not yet. Maybe Cash can pull some strengths. Maybe somebody uh, is going to pull out and, 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 and you need a little bit more uh, help on the, on the relief mm-hmm. court. But no, what he has done is, is fantastic. And I do think that he does get lost in the shuffle, for sure. Yeah. The middle innings, people do check out. And sometimes when you're that, he's kind of that long man. Mm-hmm. But in a new way, it's, it's the new age long man. And uh, two innings, three innings, when you need to bridge that gap, I think he's done tremendous. And if Fairbanks is going to struggle, if Diego Castillo is going to struggle, maybe you decide to kind of play it um, with a new role with Colin McHugh and be like, hey, we need we need to close this game out from yeah. the eighth inning. Can you can you take the ball and get us the last six outs? That could be something to, to look forward to in the rest of the season. That's what I was going to ask you is if. Again, Fairbanks had the one good outing yesterday, but Castillo again has been all over the place at times where it's like, man, can can he finish an inning, a half inning without throwing right. 25, 30 pitches and you know, n- not keeping a slider in the zone or whatever it may be? Um, where maybe you use McHugh if you can find maybe it's the bottom of the order. And all right, uh, can can you finish part of the eighth and then finish the ninth? I'd like to at least see him maybe thrown into the closer role, not to be say you're the closer, but get that opportunity yeah. if and when the time comes. Because if Fairbanks goes down, are you going to throw Rasmussen in that role? I mean, I, I think McHugh might be the most equipped to be able to handle that. And and you don't have to necessarily have to have a 99 mile an hour fastball to be a closer. I mean, you can, uh, what did Mariano Rivera get away with? He threw one pitch. It was a cutter his entire career. So, and what, McHugh is doing with the slider and the cutter off of that. And I, I love his it, get ahead quick first pitch strikes. And then he's in control of the at bat. It's always one, one or one, two, uh, two, two. Like it's, it doesn't get mer- very many three, one full counts. Like he, he gets ahead and then he, he wipes the guys out from theirs and, and effective against lefties and righties too, I think is the other thing. And I, I you know what? I think maybe the, the, the problem with, him being a closer would be, well, you know, he's most effective. He's more effective towards us. He's more um, valuable to us. If he covers innings, right. he's the guy that can give us two, three innings at a time. That's why he's valuable. So maybe that's why it would be a con at putting him only in the yeah. ninth. Cause then he's not giving you those innings. I understand that, but um, many, I don't, I don't see a game that's five, one and it's the seventh inning why not warm him up yeah. and get him to do the eighth and the ninth, get him to be his own setup, man. Yeah. Uh, he's done it literally the whole season uh, being a multiple inning reliever. So I just don't buy that being the, the fact, you know, Oh, well we can't just put him in the ninth. Okay. Well then right. make him be his own setup, man, get yeah. him to winning uh, uh, clo- uh, closing situations. I, I, yeah. I would like to see that. I would like I, to see I that think- because right now the bullpen is, it's not shaky. I don't think so, but it's not at its best. And it has been right. really good for a long time. Yeah. And I think it's all about the situation too. Look, if, if Josh Fleming only gives you four innings and you need, you got to have somebody work those middle innings, then yeah, call on Colin McHugh. But if Shane McClanahan throws six and a third, and then you've got, maybe you have one guy fill that seventh, seventh and a third, and then you can bring in Colin McHugh from there. The other thing too, with McHugh, we, we talked about how he struggled to start this season. Um, let, let's be honest. Like he didn't, he didn't pitch in 2020 and his 2019 was crummy. So it's basically been yeah. a couple seasons of not really doing all that much. And then uh, to see him have kind of second here, a uh, second wind here 
with the Rays is, is pretty impressive. And I mean, he's pitched in a lot of different roles before he was a traditional starter back with Houston. I mean, he threw over 200 innings in a season, yeah. uh, season, not too long ago. So I uh, just wanted to give a shout out to Colin McHugh there. And, and maybe again, Hey, Rays, throw him out there in the eighth or ninth so I can watch him because I'm usually at the gym during the middle innings for the <laughs> most part, especially if it's not a super close game or whatever it may be. So just throwing that out there, there. Uh, okay. Uh, that wraps up this edition of the, Locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Today and the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.